Hi, my name is Matthias, and this is V, The People by V Magazine. On April 24th, I spoke with singer-songwriter Grayson Chance. At only 22 years old, his professional career already spans a decade. Famously, a video of the young Grayson playing piano and singing Lady Gaga's paparazzi went absolutely viral back in 2010. The virality of the video led to Grayson performing on Ellen, as well as being interviewed by her during a taping. The rest, as they say, is history. Here's a bit about Grayson's life in his own words. Okay, suburban kid, raised in Oklahoma, picked up the piano very early, got extremely lucky, put on a great performance, got a record deal, learned to love, learned that he was gay as fuck, left music, came back to music, will do music for the rest of his life, period. That was the fastest one that I've had yet. Okay, okay. I forgot to mention all the long nights of smoking joints and learning who I was, but that's in there too. People tell me that it sounds like I'm smoking joints all the time, and people would be right. But sometimes I am doing other things, as was Grayson. He's already released two full albums, spent most of last year on tour, and was going to do the same this year. But that was before COVID-19 made 2020 its bitch. Yes, yeah, so I was actually, I've been keeping myself entertained um, by looking at my Google Cal and seeing at the places where I was supposed to be um, <laughs> right now. So we, we had a European tour that was scheduled to start at the end of March that obviously got rescheduled. So I think this weekend would have been like the first time that I would have had a few weeks off um, before getting back on, on the road. So it's been, it's been an interesting process thinking about, man, I was supposed to play a show in Moscow tonight and I'm definitely not in Moscow. (laughs) So if not in Russia, where is he? Uh, I'm currently in Oklahoma city right now, which is where I'm also sort of born and raised. Where the wind comes sweeping down the plain and the waving wheat. But I've always had a place here and a place in LA. And I was supposed to be touring right now, and I've been quarantining here. Despite living predominantly in LA, Oklahoma City is still very much a home for Grayson. My parents live probably like 30 minutes from me, and most of my family's here, but keeping my good distance. It's a good excuse to not see family members that you don't want to see. <laughs> Avoiding family does take up a lot of time. My mom is the only person who listens to this podcast, and this is a direct message to you. But I asked Grayson how else he was passing the time on lockdown. So it's been an interesting thing because, um, you know, last year I played, I think we ended up doing around 108 shows around portraits around my last record. So Uh I was, you know, sort of used to life on the road and sort of used to just sort of hectic traveling. And, and I honestly, I did feel a bit, a bit of exhaustion at the end of last year, but I felt as we were going into this year, sort of ready uh, to get back out on the road again and get back to that schedule. And, you know, all of a sudden the pandemic happened and it's been, it's been bittersweet. There are certain days where it's, you know, sort of nice to have a lot of time to really have a lot of focus towards, you know, creative interests. And I'm just finishing up a record right now too. So I've been spending a lot of time on that. 
And then there are definitely down days where, you know, you just want life to go back to normal and, and go back to playing shows. And so I've just been trying to stay positive, trying to write as much music as I can and um, still trying to release music too during all of this. One of my friends had some words of wisdom on how to get through this, but the words they told me, they were complete bogus. That's why I only trust strangers now, but I still quoted it to Grayson. Somebody told me that in Mandarin, the word for chaos and the word for opportunity are the same word. It turns out that that's <laughs> it turns out that that's not true, but it's but still but still a good philosophy. Amongst everything that's going on right now, I'm super curious about how people are approaching productivity, whether they're taking this time to relax and be self-reflective, or if they're trying to learn Spanish, wrap up projects, etc. Absolutely. Yeah, I have my very productive days and then I also have my sort of sloth days of just lying in bed <laughs> and doing absolutely <laughs> nothing. And I think right now it's it's about finding a good balance of that. I also think some people are being way too overproductive yeah. um, <laughs> to the point where you're sort of just like, okay, we get it. Put your phone down and read a goddamn book, you know? <laughs> right. I also asked him about where he was when he realized that shit was really about to hit the fan with coronavirus. Yeah, well, I had been in New York really like, I would say a week, week and a half before um, it started to get extremely chaotic there. And I was already meant to be in Oklahoma for, I think, like a few days off. Um, and then I was supposed to go to L.A. So at the moment right now, we were starting to prep the show. You know, I was still working on music. And I just slowly started seeing things getting worse. And, you know, my biggest priority was making sure that we were going to be able to find rescheduled dates in the fall. And so we sort of worked um, a lot to just, you know, kind of be or do our due diligence for the tour. And then I just ended up, you know, what turned into a few days in Oklahoma was like, OK, now we're going to be here for a few weeks. And then it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> OK, we might actually be here for a few months. But, you know, like I said earlier, it's been it's been a mixed blessing. You know, it is a good time, like you said, to sort of, you know, rebuild and, and have a focus on everything that's going on um, in your life. And for me right now, it's like, it, it's kind of an interesting place to be wrapping up a record. Um, you know, something I've been working on in the past, like eight or 10 months is now going to be finished truly in my bedroom. Grayson speaks about his work now with a lot of confidence, but there was a time in history when he wasn't as sure of his career in music. Yeah, yeah. Well, for me, so I put out Portraits. Um, that was my last record. I did that in, in March of last year. And, you know, I had gone to college when I was 18 at the time. I, you know, had always had a place in L.A. Um, and that was sort of the first year where I was like, I'm, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not. I have like no desire to pursue music. I'm not, I didn't feel inspired at the time. And I was just extremely beat down um, creatively, you know, because also too, I think what a lot of people don't realize about me is I've been doing this now for 10 years. You know, I signed my first deal, my first, with a first major when I was 12. And I just felt ready to be done with it. And what ended up happening was I went to school and, you know, completely pursued other things. And then it became very clear that music wasn't going to be a choice anymore. It was just sort of innately in me. Like Portraits, you know, that record mm -hmm. um, from last year, I all of that happened extremely naturally just at the piano, 
just of me being in my apartment in school. It just, it all kind of happened. And the stipulations I made for myself when I knew I was going to come back was that I wasn't going to bullshit anymore. Wasn't going to bullshit with myself, with the fans, that I was really going to take a creative stance and sort of do what I want. And so to answer your question, yeah, there's not been a break since. <laughs> but I think that was, I, I, I wanted that to happen. I'm really blessed and really glad um, to be where I am right now. It was clear from a young age that Grayson really loved music. So I wondered if it was not the music itself, but more so the industry or whatever the ecosystem is that was surrounding him that wound up putting him off. Yeah, I, I think people people are so uh, quick to sort of criticize artists and musicians, right? And to, you know, you hear the new song on, on New Music Friday and you go, eh, that could have been better. You know, that didn't impress me, X, Y, Z. You're looking at people's social media. I don't think people realize how much artists have to take on. And I'm not saying that to like ask for a pity card, but it's just, it's truly the truth. You know, talking about quarantine, like, I've been back here in Oklahoma City and, and my roommate who, you know, doesn't see a lot of me, you know, for a lot of the time was like, man, I never realized how many hats you have to take on. It's it's a huge sort of responsibility and it's uh, it's a very unique job. And I think, yeah, I was I was definitely tired of that. And to be particularly honest, I was really tired of people telling me what was the best thing for my career when it, it felt like it was the exact opposite for me. And, and that's why I left music. In the way that I understand that everything sort of happened with you, which was so, you know, a decade of work, but in the beginning, just like this overnight thing, I doubt that you had, you know, parents who were like in the business and, you know, it was probably just something where it was just, you were a little kid. And ever since then, people have been sort of forming you or shaping you or informing you of like what you should be doing. Yeah, very much so. I I will say though, I'm, I'm one of the lucky ones of like, I, my parents, like my mom and dad, like oh my God, do they annoy the shit out of me sometimes? Absolutely, like any parent would. But the way that they handled that situation and the way that they raised me through it, like, and I think a lot of this is due from where I'm from, but, you know, we're just a normal family from Oklahoma and all of a sudden you have, you know, these big, big players in the game, you know, writing checks, doing all these things for, you know, this video that was just posted up. Um, it was a lot. And I, my parents really guided me through it. And I think there were a lot of times where it could have gone off the rails and probably should have. And we just always kind of kept a steady course. And, and so I'm, I'm, I'm really blessed for that. But Outside of my family, yes, you have managers, you have agents, you have everybody sort of telling you what the right decision is um, for your career. And I think what's different from me now to, you know, that kid back in those days is I just I don't have time to compromise on my creative anymore. I just I won't do it. I would rather go bankrupt and sing in a bar in Oklahoma for the rest of my life (laughs) uh, than try to cop out. The general notion of authenticity came up kind of a lot while we were speaking. It's obviously something that's really important to him, and partially because he's a songwriter, he does actually write his own music, which is probably the case less often than you would think it is. With that in mind, I was curious if it was possible to be too authentic, like if you could reveal too much of yourself through your music by accident. I think for me, it has never... There's like the type of music that I like um, and that, you know, the, the things that I'm listening to and the artists that I really appreciate in the songwriters, I, I respect so much of the vulnerability and sort of the honesty within it. And so I think that's just like the brand of songwriting that I, 
you know, sort of adhered to from the beginning when I started writing when I was like 14. And, and I've kind of just stuck with that and I've gotten more comfortable with it as my career has gone. But I don't, I don't, for me, it's, it's such a healing process of being able to write a song. And when you are able to express those vulnerable truths, I, I can't think about the other person <laughs> in that moment. It's probably incredibly selfish, but it, it just, I, I want to tell the story right and I want to tell it correct. I did have to go through though. I was, I was seeing a musician like two years ago and that was the first time I had been seeing anybody else in the industry. And it was such an interesting thing to then have them release music after and then sort of decipher through everything and be like, huh, I wonder if any of this is about me. I had so much more respect and empathy for my exes where I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> this sucks. Yeah. Um, but in the moment, in the moment, I can't think about it. It's true. It's true. And honestly, all the all the good people in my life that are around me, like they they know that. I'm inspired by experience. So I, I don't think they're, they're afraid of it. You know, yeah. I've written songs about my mom. I've written songs about my dad. Some about my dad, maybe I haven't even painted him in the most favorable light, <laughs> but he gets it. He understands it's for the art, you know? Yeah. This is Honeysuckle, one of the songs that Grace and Chance wrote for his new album. Come on, come on, come on, come on, sing. Honeysuckle fell from the tree. Now let the walk over you like a junkie on the street. You push them further when you're wasted in December indoors. You wish he wonder, but he never comes around anymore. You push them further. I think... The, the biggest difference between Portraits and, and this record is, you know, it, it in many ways, Portraits was a heartbreak album. I had just gotten out of a relationship um, that, you know, I, we were talking about getting engaged. This was a person that was like in my life to the fullest degree. I really thought I was going to marry him and, you know, have a life with him. And so, so much of that record is about, you know, our relationship and how that sense of betrayal that I've never really felt this album as it's been written, as I've literally been living on an airplane last year was, I think is a lot more introspective and is a lot more me kind of looking at myself in the mirror and, and talking about it. There's a lot of things on this record that, you know, I've in, in the time of being in lockdown and really listening to it and, and thinking about the way that people are going to hear it and what they're going to want to hear. There's going to be a lot of shit that um, I'm going to have to talk about, you know, that's going to probably be a bit uncomfortable and, and a bit and a bit vulnerable for this album. But I'm, I'm glad that that's going to be coming out. And I feel like this record is definitely the most honest sort of view of myself that I've given to the world. And so I'm, ex I'm excited for that. But it's, it's definitely a lot less romantic and a lot less about a heartbreak. I understand how, like, you know, writing about a relationship or a breakup is such an intimate thing. But I, I almost feel like, by the way you're describing it, that this album would almost be more intimate because a breakup is also just anecdotal. And so you're talking about something that happened. Yeah. Now you're just kind of like, like you said, looking in the mirror and talking about that. And that is almost... You know, that's like next level. I also think it's just about getting older and again, really making sure that the music is reflecting where I'm at right now. Honestly, you know, I'm, I'm still 22, which is very, very young. And I realized that, but when I wrote portraits, I was 19. There's been a lot that has changed, you know, between those years. And so I feel like as I get older, I, I think the, the music will always sort of tend to be more reflective and more introspective, or at least I hope. 
For no reason at all, I asked Grayson a couple of things from The 36 Questions That Lead to Love by Daniel Jones on The New York Times. One of the questions therein is, would you like to be famous and in what way? But I was thinking about how I was going to answer that. And what's interesting is like, you know, the true honest answer to that question and how it relates to me is like, I don't really think about fame and being famous. I just, I I have been for a, a long time and, you know, people have known me and, you know, if I go to a certain place, people might say, Hey, we'd like this record or whatever it is. It's just kind of a part of my life. But what was interesting about reading the question is I was like, if, if I hadn't known that, I think my answer would truly be, no, I, I would never want that. (laughs) I don't think, uh, it's just, it's a total, you're, you're, understanding of privacy and what people have access to is is completely skewed and for me that's just a reality but it's one i've gotten used to and that any other artist and you know popular person does you know through time especially right now what would constitute a perfect day for you honestly just being out in the sun i'm a huge heat junkie I love the summer. I hate any cold or or not warm air. So honestly, being out in nature, which I've been fortunate enough to do safely here every so often in Oklahoma. But I think just being outside right now is is what I'm missing the most. I'm so sorry to ask this, but Oklahoma is cold right now, no? No, absolutely not. It's hot? Yeah, it's probably like 90 degrees out right now. We have like, we have winters and we definitely have cold months, but it's very mild here. And in the the summers are extremely hot. (laughs) I'm so shit at geography. I wish I had not asked that. Do you you know where Oklahoma is? Do you have a general understanding? (laughs) I would, you know, I feel like you're not far off from Texas. We are just north of that, of our rival state, of that wretched place, yes. If a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? I would really want to know if I would have a family in the future. That I would be so curious to know. Ooh, that's a good um, one. Yeah. Is that that's something that you would, yeah, would you ask because that's something you're like not sure if you want right now? I, I feel on certain days I I look at kids and family life and I'm like, oh, my gosh, yes, that's that's one thousand percent it. And then on other days, I'm like, oh, I will never. Um, <laughs> so I, I would just I would be more I'd be more interested. What is your most treasured memory and why? I would say I I have a lot of early memories of uh, sort of like my beginning days of playing the piano, um, mm-hmm. you know, where I really like we always had this piano in my house. Nobody in my family played it, but it was just kind of always there. And I have really good memories of kind of my beginning interest in the instrument and kind of my first days of figuring out what it was. And so I, I honestly, I think about that, too, when I play sometimes. So I'm 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 into those memories. Mm. What roles do love and affection play in your life? Uh, The biggest roles, you know, I think at at the end of the day, you know, the people that I have in my life that I really lean on are the ones who have seen me at my best, have seen me at my worst and have loved me through good times and bad times. And and so for me, I think, uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not shy of of love or affection. And I feel like my life is better when I have good amounts of it in it. So I would say a huge role. If you guys have never done the 36 questions that lead to love and you have some time to kill, I suggest doing it with 
whoever you're with, especially if you want to get in a fight with them. Grayson and I didn't get in a fight, though, thankfully. It's funny. So most of the time, it, it just, you know, obviously going into an interview with V Magazine, you know that it's going to be intellectual. But this is just such a nice conversation. And, and when I got that link, I was like, oh, this is going to be cool because so much of me getting on the phone for interviews is usually like, so what type of boy are you into? And I'm, I'm really <laughs> just ready to throw up. <laughs> pretty sure that now anybody can go viral at any time. Isn't that like the whole point of TikTok? You could be falling down your stairs and if you're filming it and you catch it, maybe you'll go become a viral superstar. I don't know. It hasn't happened for me and I don't have TikTok. But I'm glad that when it did happen for Grayson 10 years ago, he was able to actually turn that into a career. It wasn't just some blip in the system that was then lost on the internet until someone maybe dragged it back up in the future and Lord knows why. He's extremely talented and I think above all, just really authentic and a good role model for youth right now. And I'm sure they could use more of that. Anyway, thank you so much for tuning into the show. You can listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, you can subscribe, you can leave reviews, all that shit. My name's Matias, this is V The People, and thank you so much for tuning in.